Can BFC make the most of the advantage going into the second leg of their AFC Cup quarterfinal tie? And news from the AFC Under-16 Championship in Goa. Those are the main talking points on Injury Time today. Hello, this is Naveen in the company of Sandeep. Hello. And welcome to the latest episode of this podcast. Sandeep, an interesting match but unfortunately behind closed doors when BFC took on Tampines Rovers. Yeah, uh, the fans apparently had a show, uh, you know, a screening at uh, one of the Arbor pubs here, which is good for them. But uh, it was not the same without, you know, the fans yeah. and the noise and everything. But uh, credit where it's due, BFC had a good match and uh, discredit where it's due, Tampines Rovers had a very, very poor one. And for the first time you saw the opposition coach come out and open and blast his player. Something unusual, unnatural from yeah, I mean, visiting coach. More than blasting his player, he actually didn't blast the player. The important thing he said was uh, that they kind of underestimated BFC at some level. Uh, I did ask further to see if I can get him to say that he's the one who underestimated or whether it's the players. It was always we. Yeah, it was always we. He said the management, the team as a whole. So I'm not really sure where the this thing is coming from, you know. Maybe it's coming from somewhere. Just the players didn't play at the level they expected or maybe... I'm sorry, the coach himself underestimated, but uh, be there as it may, it's still, uh, it is nice to see a different BFC. Yeah, yeah, a different play a different style. style. So they were predominantly like all what we expected, they were passing more, uh, sometimes even to comedic effect. There was a, <laughs> a couple of instances where they were taking the mickey out of the others with some passes, some quite dangerous passes, but they seem comfortable doing it, so... That's yeah, fine, yeah, passing their way out of danger, especially when it comes to defending, it's not BFC for us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, but uh, I suppose when you hire a guy who has a pedigree from Barcelona, so that's what you're expecting, that's what you want. And exactly. they, it's not a fully functional unit yet, they'll get better. It's just uh, their yeah. first competitive game yeah. in three and a half months, four months, yeah. three and a half months, yeah, three something half like months. that. So, um, very, I, I, I would fancy their chances going into Singapore. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. Into Singapore, one goal advantage, is it enough or will they... See, one goal is always a nervy situation, but the plus point for them is they didn't concede an away goal. Mm. So, they score one over there. Like, we spoke immediately right. after the match. Uh, one goal there, that means they'll have to score three and I don't see them scoring three. Um, I may be proven wrong, you know, football is very, very, very unpredictable, very unpredictable but uh, from what we saw of their match, I don't think they they can score three against BFC. So, going into the semi-finals, it will be either South China or the defending champion, Johor Darul Dakshin. Yeah, it's a tough match, that one. Definitely. I mean, if Johor is the one who comes in, they are the best the best team in this level. Uh, under not that they qualifying, play the qualifiers for Champions League every mm-hmm. year and then... But uh, at the AFC, AFC level, I think they are the toughest team. Mm. And BFC has had quite a few matches with... Uh, yeah, Jordan. they played in the group stages. Yeah, last year they played. I think they played maybe once before. The in AFC the qualifiers. Champions League yeah. qualifier, playoff. So, that's not an easy match. But uh, it's still semi-final. If you get to the semi-final, yeah. it's a good enough but show. It's still a far-fetched because you have a... Yeah, you have another return leg. Uh, moving on from the AFC Cup to another uh, AFC Championship. Shouldn't we discuss some more things that we saw in the match? Oh, right. What do you think? Like, so <laughs> no, because I thought we, we did that in the last in the last episode. Yeah, so I just wanted to add on a couple of things. Uh, we spoke about you, Eugene, in the uh, in the small short podcast that we did with Chidu immediately after the match and uh, how he's playing on the wide role. Alvin George looks good playing on the wide right. 
Eugene was on the wide left. Uh, not his best position, but he'll he's a hard-working, uh, honest man, honest uh, professional. So he's going to do the best. Uh, another thing, if you haven't watched, and I think this is something that we'll see going forward, is how well worked the set pieces are. They have quite a few uh, different variety of taking. It's not just a punt to the middle of the goal. You know, just kick it high and see if you can head it. They have a few other stuff. You know, like uh, off the ball runs, movements. Certain well drilled and when that when that happens, I'm telling you this now. They'll get a goal like that in the next season. And when that happens, we can actually sit and say, okay, it's straight from the training ground. Uh, BFC has done it once before under Ashley. Uh, if I remember, one of the away matches I saw on TV, they had a worked out corner. But otherwise, it's pretty much always you know, kick it to the penalty box and see if you can hit it in. And with Johnson, yeah. right there, yeah, you, you always have a chance yeah. at scoring. Uh, that's about the attacking third, but even in the defense, you had certain Nishukumar starting the match, not expected because you had someone like Chante doing it the last two seasons. I think Nishu is a better passer and positionally a little bit more aware than uh, Lachimoya Fanai. So uh, maybe that's why they went for him. He had a good game. A nervy start, but. Yeah, he had a nervy start, but a few scuff clearances, but otherwise he, he did a pretty good job there. We were expecting Ralti to start in the goal, but Amrinder got the nod. Yeah, and he was looks. He looked no. Amrinder is for me the best top keeper in India. Gurpreet, yeah, Gurpreet is not in India. He's playing in the European league. So, in India, I think he is the best shot stopper. Maybe he may not be as comfortable with yeah. So we were kind of thinking maybe there's like a Johart situation over here because Amrinder was the main keeper, but he started anyway. Ralte is better with the speed, but Amrinder doesn't. He doesn't look very like bad or he also had a few passes in the match and he looked comfortable doing it. So that's fine. One one worry for me is <coughs> from what I saw. Excuse me, is that uh, Rubio and uh, Rubio and uh, Watson were the ones who were playing centre midfield, and I wonder maybe they lack a little bit of pace in midfield because Rubio is not really quick. His yeah. passing is uh, brilliant, but. He's not extremely quick, so maybe in going into the league, maybe they might want to add some more pace in midfield. Probably that could come in with the like uh, with the likes of Indian players in the squad coming in in place of these. I mean, Eugene can do that job. In the, know, the do- yeah, in the job. Uh, so, and Eugene is not particularly pacey himself, but he's quicker than Rubio. But so, Rubio, so if you see Eugene coming in the center, you have a, you have someone like Udanta taking on the wings who can give you that pace. Yeah, so I, I suppose now they went for a, like we said before, they went for a two striker, maybe once they go into a 4-3-3 three, three variation for a diamond in midfield mm-hmm. or something like that, maybe Rubio can play right behind mm-hmm. uh, the striker. But what about uh, Juan Gonzalez who filled in for Curtis Asano this time around? He looked, he looked good. Um, we haven't, to be completely fair, they weren't really tested all that much. Right. So, we don't really know how good mm. the partnership is, but it looks nice because he's very comfortable passing mm. and uh, he doesn't have any problem dropping into the wings and covering for uh, uh, Nishu whenever right. he goes forward, so that's that's good. And talking about Tempai and Slovers, expected a lot out of Jamin Perrin, but nothing paid off. No, nothing. He, his crosses were poor, his free kicks were poor, his mm. corner was poor, he was dropping in too deep. I, I, I just didn't see, maybe he was one of, hopefully, not hopefully, Maybe it was an off day for him, but uh, he but looked he looked very very out of pace, like so far off pace from the game. Uh, I, I didn't think that was good at all. If I had to give the worst player, I probably think he's the worst player in that team. 
a team which had the likes of Billy Mammoth who scoffed off a chance or two then but he was isolated for long periods Jordan Webb who, yeah. who tried to bully himself he was good he was the only one who was trying to do something so yeah. but someone who really stood out for me in the rover side was a goalkeeper who pulled out who was at the right place yeah, but right he was highly rated as a goalkeeper he, in Asia rated. so yeah. Yeah, he had a good game keeper. but that he, that goal he couldn't have done anything yeah. but even that goal I, th- I, I really think Orin should have converted it took too much time to take a shot off luckily, luckily for BFC the ball I think he was looking for the pass anyway Alvin because he seemed like it was too acute an angle for him to go for a shot and uh, Vinit was open at the far post so I think he probably would have passed anyway but defender did it for him so luckily for BFC fe- fell rightly to Vinit who yeah who still managed to hit the post and put it in but yeah yeah that's the thing with Vinit whenever he's in the box like he doesn't look up once he's in the box we saw that as the game progressed yeah, chetri had chetri got into like few good positions but never got the chance to do anything because vinith would cut in and once he cuts in he's more or less always going for a shot so is that a weakness of vinith that the opponents would like to exploit going going down the line in this i don't game? think the, any opponent would allow vinith in the box and let him you know okay he's not going to pass or like let's let let's let him shoot and not pass that is not i don't think they'll do that because sooner or later he scored quite a few goals so he is capable of converting yeah. them so so finally now moving on from the afc cup yeah this is a match i did not watch the india's match yesterday i at work and got stuck a little bit mm-hmm. uh, so I naveen naveen was home and he yeah. managed to watch so take it away what did you see definitely the first uh, the second game of the tournament the, in the first game iran beat saudi arabia I didn't expect iran to concede two goals early but that happened but they did ma- manage to come back and score a 3-2 victory But the second game of the evening played <coughs> heavy downpour in Goa in Fatarda India were leading like surprising to many people on Twitter especially India were leading 2-1 going into the break but but what happened post that half was something that you didn't expect from the Indian side or like you didn't ex- you do not expect such a thing from any football team you put up a pretty good show in the first half and the se- when the second half comes totally a different team turns out So is it because Indian team played bad or is it because uh, the other opposition they you know went up another gear? Uh I think in the first half the Indian defense was not really tested because it was all out India attack. So it was the ball was always in the UAE half so the defense had nothing much to do. Even then they ended ended up conceding one goal and there the keep Indian keeper Dheeraj pulled out a good penalty pulled, pulled out a good save from a penalty but the resulting corner again a mistake. keepers tend to do when they're growing up under 16 kids these are something that they really have to learn if you're coming off your line to punch a ball make sure that you punch a ball because if you miss the ball it is going behind the net that's what happened when india conceded that first goal and even the, the second goal was a regulation corner if you can say that because ball was whipped in uh, the attacker rose high, high high higher than the defender and the ball was behind the net but the third goal again i think it was down to dheeraj the goalkeeper to clear clear his line because once he came off his line he should he should have cleared the ball because he had enough time but he didn't do, manage to do that gave the attacker enough time to get uh, round him off and then slot the ball pa- pass him into the indian goal so that's how the uae goal came by but came by but on the attacking front india looked really promising the likes of aniket jadhav a kolapur guy who's been with the pune academy for a pretty long time before moving into the aiff academy in goa under nikolai adam and the likes of stalin sanjeev stalin who had a decent game he is the one who scored india's first goal a very good looking free kick from the right outside the like 
on the left of the left of the penalty box, right outside it. A curling effort beat the goalkeeper. The ball dipped in rightly for him for the ball to go uh, go inside the goal. But apart from that, it was Boris Singh who looked really promising in the, in that second half where India was restricted to defending for a very long time. And because India was defending in numbers, there were there were times when he was isolated in the front. So these are some things that the team, the this developing team needs to learn. So when someone is up up front with the ball, you need to go in support of it. You cannot expect one man to get get past three defenders and then cross in a ball for your tackle. The fullback has to charge up, need to go sup, uh, support him and then try to work out from there. So these are few thing, few areas where I think Nicola Adam will try to grill in into his young squad as this team prepares to play the Under-17 World Cup next time round. So India, they don't have a match today. They play their next match against Saudi Arabia from not wrong, that is tomorrow. Let's hope that the team comes out in a better way. So that was under-16 team. The championship is on in Goa. To people who are in Goa, the entry is free. You can go at any time, watch the matches. It's not only India, big teams from Asia coming in, the likes of Iran, defending champion North Korea, the, the biggest rival South Korea also playing here. So it will be a good tournament to watch for you also. But here we move on from Indian football to European football. It's been a week of Champions League action, isn't it? Yeah, it's an interesting week. No, not really been a surprise. I thought Tottenham probably could have come up with a draw in Wembley mm. against Monaco. But uh, unfortunately, Tottenham did not do that. Mm. Pochettino, after the post-match, was pretty upset and rightfully so. So, uh, I think uh, Leicester winning was a good thing. They had a bad start to the season. So... Off the uh, mark here. Off the mark here. Yeah, very comfortable. Riyad Mahrez seems to be someone yeah, who's rebound. Uh, Mark Albrighton also got another goal. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> But Barcelona clean sweep and take seven years. Messi coming with a hat-trick. Suarez with two goals and a number yeah, I mean, single goal. Celtic is going... To, I mean, Barcelona are going to do that to teams. like right. they, Especially they, in this group stage. You know, any, anywhere. Barcelona, they're just that good. So, this is this is, shouldn't be something that is really unexpected. But... Uh, at the end, like Celtic's whole team was like made for some 15-20 million. Right. Yeah, so they invested. Brendan Rodgers has a difficult yeah, task. But, uh, and Barcelona on the other hand is, you know, high-profile stars who mm. make big, big names, big, big uh, people with experience, big right. characters. Mm. And it um, seems like, I all, I didn't think it would be seven. I thought they would win by four goals or something mm. before when I saw the fixture. But seven, yeah. Now, but a team that won by four goals were Manchester City beating Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, Sergio Aguero. Aguero uh, with a hat-trick. Especially the game got delayed by a day because of the torrential ra- rainfall in Manchester. But that didn't seem to bother Pep Guardiola's side. No, no. They are, I mean, these kind of things happen in football. But that, that's fine because they are all professionals. Right. And they are all capable of uh, taking care of things. And Aguero missed the, obviously missed the Manchester derby this weekend. He'll be missing uh, two more Premier League matches. Yeah, he'll be missing two more. And... Uh, it's good for him to get a run out and what an outstanding player. Like right. When he plays, the team is a whole other level. And the thing with Man City is, uh, as a Chelsea fan, every time Kevin De Bruyne plays, I feel this pang <laughs> in my heart. Like, I go, why, 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 why would uh, let Jose Mourinho let go of someone like him? Because he seems to be so good and so comfortable on the ball. and he's, he's got everything. He is one of those guys who's blessed with everything. And probably, as Carragher said uh, during the post-match Sky Sports thing, it's probably going to be, if he continues like this, one of the best foreigners to ever play in the Premier League. Premier League right? Hands down. Like, and he's young. He's still young. He's 24, 25. 
he's got years ahead of him and he's you can see he, he's enjoying playing and the way Did you get an opportunity to watch the match in the city match Manchester City ah uh, no I saw the highlights highlights but I I saw I was talking about the Manchester yeah. derby more so than anything else because that that match yeah. was at another level mm-hmm. in terms of intensity so no I was asking you about this uh, premier uh, this Champions League fixtures because I wanted to know how good Gundogan was because that was his first time oh, first I I just saw the highlights I didn't see the match especially so another match that took place in the champion first game week of Champions League Real Madrid playing Sporting Lisbon Ronaldo returning to his first club if I'm not wrong right that was his first club yeah sporting yeah sporting lisbon but they had to struggle past them two one victory finally yeah, i mean they started a little slowly match uh, real madrid uh, they got into the match uh, ronaldo scored yes. and uh, refused to celebrate yeah. which is nice touch to it and uh, then they went ahead and won it morata morata scored yeah so i think i think madrid uh, you see they have another uh, i think transfer ban coming up or something like this they going atletico yeah so yeah. they have a court they probably will go into court of aberration of sports mm-hmm. and appeal for it but uh, they look set you know i mean otherwise also they yeah. look set maybe they, maybe they need somebody else in uh, in midfield to do casemiro's job mm-hmm. um, I, i think this this is one transfer season where you haven't seen real madrid spurge out money and get in some big name isn't it yeah i mean they got morata back which is a pretty big signing yeah but still they played yeah. paid some uh, decent amount of money for him and he's a b- good player also and he's showing that uh, when he's playing them for them but when you look at the transfer ban that the other teams had mm-hmm. like barcelona had for a couple of uh, couple windows, of seasons back yeah and then now they finally have a good strength in depth in terms of right. having your um titis come in andre gomez has come in they have uh, dani alves they got earlier so they have a few players who came in who's not first team level but have given them a big enough squad that they can rotate which although they lost against alaves in the they backfired against alaves yeah so they but that kind of wholesale changes often i mean barcelona should have won it right. but that kind of wholesale changes does make a difference mm-hmm. and they brought in messi neymar sorry not neymar messi and suarez off the bench iniesta also i think was still good in turn it around but you have to give although i have to say the uh, the striker who scored the first goal for alaves his movement inside the box of the goal was brilliant Hashimi mm. and then he ran forward right. there. That was like a really really good moment. Another match from the Champions League, Arsenal holding Paris Saint-Germain expected because the way the game I mean, panned Arsenal out, are Arsenal. But but still the way the way the game panned out you should you would have expected PSG to bury the game. Actually I didn't. Because there were numerous chances that PSG created. Yeah, but just if you look at the form this time under Unai Emery since they came since they've lost Zlatan. They've lost David Luiz. some might say it's a good thing it's a bad thing but whatever said and done he is a big big character in the dressing room or even in the team he is someone who's always positive and driving his team forward like he personally might make mistakes but he'll get the team rolling so they've missed a few big names and if you look at the they lost to monaco in the opening fixture right. they drew again uh, in the weekend uh, with uh, who did they draw against um, yeah saint etienne they drew 1-1 with saint etienne in uh, over the weekend so they're not having a great starts and they uh, just carry on to the champions league yeah probably they don't seem like a well oiled machine that they used to be under laurent blanc like a couple mm-hmm. of seasons ago but this is one, this is one situation where considering to scoring a goal too early in the game proved too crucial for psg isn't it they scored in the opening minute yeah i mean that's that's the game that's just how it is like even when bfc i was watching the match i was wondering maybe they did score too early because they scored in the 7th minute, minute right. and i was thinking they, maybe if singapore that team campaign rovers play to their potential or what 
we expect if a quarter final level team to play they might be they might have been in trouble but uh, after half an hour you knew that they were they were not going to score unless and if they had scored it would have been like a slap in the face for psg right because they really didn't deserve to that didn't happen either did things work out well for psg yeah and uh, perez arsenal signed perez right lucas perez yeah so i was just watching him play over the weekend and stuff like that and he doesn't seem to be the answer he's uh-huh. not the striker that they needed he's a very busy <coughs> busy player but uh, probably he'll come good later on but he's not the striker that they need but with lucas perez starting and playing most of the games since he has come along only two games so yeah. only to say are you spoiling someone like olivier giroud no giroud is giroud is their only recognized striker but with perez starting you see giroud on the bench most of the time ஒன்னும்ஸ்ட்ரேஷன் Uh, the arsenal's performance in the last years is he's just one of the scapegoats who get all the flag that's right. it but and, but uh, going down the line this season you see more of olivier giroud playing for us yeah i do i do if they want goals they have to happen <laughs> lucas perez is definitely not the answer no no <laughs> so, i mean yeah i mean he might just be you know he's just settling in it's only two, two matches in but what about mustafi another guy who came in on the deadline transfer seems to be but big game this time is on friday when chelsea chelsea host liverpool yeah it's the biggest game what do you make of it i want chelsea to win of course look i, I but uh, the thing is i uh, don't foresee uh, how do you say really is liverpool is a little difficult to call because they are capable of producing outstanding football and then again not doing anything at all exactly. in the next match this is so, something that i've been saying over the past <coughs> few matches that i watched liverpool play especially in the premier league they can surprise you but and they can put up great performance on a given day but can they continue that consistency has been See, i would i would think problem. yes because liverpool have always turned up for big games mm-hmm. they always do that but no with conte as chelsea's man he is going to do everything to make sure liverpool doesn't get ahead of steam you know right they don't build that steam and then go forward uh little bit hamstrung by the fact that uh, John Terry will not be playing mm. but uh, David Luiz is prone to making mistakes like we said like Could make his debut yeah he is making his debut Conte yeah. uh, said yeah Conte has already said that David Luiz will play mm. uh, we have to see whether how they go you know three defenders five defenders whatever it is a little bit of Chelsea's backline lack pace mm. without Zuma in it they lack pace a lot mm. so with Mane and if Sturridge plays and then you have Firmino, Firmino and Coutinho probably i don't know if he'll start this match but if he does maybe Firmino will play the number 9 role or the false nine role and Coutinho will come in in place of Sturridge we have to look into that but we'll see what that happens i i i see a good match 
I don't think it will be an easy victory. I actually don't think um, probably a draw could be uh, this thing. A good result for Liverpool, I would say. Yeah, I I actually don't want Chelsea to win. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, you don't want Chelsea. No, I do want Chelsea. <laughs> of course, I want Chelsea to win. And uh, I have to say, if that Costa Diego Costa looks like uh, absolutely killer striker, but if, will he be able to keep his head? That is the question. But he looks like the striker that we always saw him like two seasons ago. Right. He is capable of irritating the defender, but then when he gets capable a chance, the yeah, absolutely yes. brilliant. He's been. So that's something Jurgen Klopp has warned his defenders not to be bullied and not to be traumatized and terrorized by Diego Costa because he tends to do that. Yeah. And last time he stepped on Emery Can and got a ban. So uh, I don't know what and all he's going to do. He got in the face of Steven Gerrard also. Unfortunately, Can is not there this time. Not still recovering from his injury. Yeah. But uh, I, I, it'll be a good match. We'll be watching it. Definitely. We'll yeah. Get you more on that. Other games, big games to talk about this season. the this coming week probably is i don't know which are, which are the big matches man arsenal is playing hull city city bournemouth um not see much happening there everton will draw probably yeah everton will i mean united are against watford, watford so i think yeah. tottenham sunderland moyes going yeah. up against pochettino could be a good fixture also but yeah, southampton swansea what do you think of it it's at st mary's it's it's going to be southampton that's the way i see it. You don't see Swansea turning. No, they played horribly against Chelsea over the weekend, mm-hmm. and it's just lucky like, to get a point. They, yeah, they Chelsea were unlucky to lose too. That is how I would say. I mean, they should have killed the game off. But um, Gary Neville, sorry, Gary Cahill. Mm-hmm. I, Gary I, Neville, really? Yeah, Gary Cahill is just uh, that was. Just, I mean, that was a foul on Gary Cahill, mm-hmm. but he dilly dallyed too much on that ball. He should have passed it much earlier. And in uh, La Liga, I'm keen on watching Leganes play against Barcelona. No, this time I think Barcelona will come up with. No, I know, team. but Leganes has had a good start to the season, so Definitely. they are one so of those teams. So did Alaves. So yeah, so did Alaves. <laughs> but uh, I want to see this match. I think they might be able to. No, I don't. I don't know. I think they'll be a good match to watch. Atletico Madrid will play Sporting, which will be another. Sporting Gijón. Yeah, so I think I think that's also a good match, mm-hmm. and of course Real Madrid play okay. Espanyol. That's like walk in the park for them, if I can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's a it's a Catalan club, if I'm not wrong. Right. But uh, we'll look into that. And uh, before we move, certain few anecdotes from last week. Yeah. Um, so, any other anecdotes? Yes. Uh, Valencia once again lost last week, and uh, they see. But the, the the thing is, they don't play extremely badly. Mm-hmm. They just very unlucky. I feel at some level because they just keep unlucky losing. Unlucky in what sense? I don't know. They just they're not winning, but they're not playing badly, and they it's not like they played badly and they lost. Okay. It's just that they lost and they didn't play badly. So sooner or later, later I think they will come back, you know, into a kind of um, middle ground where I don't think they'll be relegated because right now they are in the relegation relegation zone. Too early in the season. Yeah, yeah. But <coughs> it, it, this is the sixth game that they lost in the. If you look at the last season also, uh-huh. it's like six games that they've lost in a row. But I think one good one win, and uh, things might change for them. And uh, going into Bundesliga, Bayern continue to dominate. Two nil win again. Yeah, they two nil easy win. And uh, Leipzig, I think is how you pronounce the team. Who beat Dortmund? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they beat Dortmund one nil. Uh, that was a kind of a, Thomas Tuchel had a little bit of a off day. His team has a little bit of an off day that that day. Maybe you can say Monaco continue to be the early pace setters in France with another four one win. they look like a good side now finally and they apparently 
I haven't seen uh, him play, but apparently Falcao looks like a striker again. Oh, nice. Yeah, Radamel Falcao. Finally, he's coming back. Has he grown his hair? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. But, yeah, I mean, it's not Torres who changed all his hairstyle <laughs> to see if he gets a goal. But yeah, and uh, the the most in- interesting thing for me this time was uh, Roma, who won 3-2 against Sampdoria. Oh, nice. Uh, Totti came on as, uh, yeah, after half-time. It was yeah. a torrential, horrible rainfall over there and they came in, uh, Totti came in, set one goal, mm-hmm. scored another. Such a wonderful, wonderful player. It's, it's, this is his final year as a professional probably player. Probably, it's for people like Totti, you have coined that term, age is just a number. Yeah, and it's a funny thing. Because I read this story in uh, Guardian, where they spoke about how, uh, after the match, like it, it's like a sun came up. And it's like, Totti did it, and stuff like that. And it's like stuff of stories that are made of this. And it's a very good performance from him. It's very, very happy to see him. I think Dowsier also like a lot of Totti. They're yeah, also and, giving their approval. Yeah. Milan continued to lose. They lost again to Udinese. I'm so disappointed. They lost to Udinese. Well, Napoli and uh, UA are continuing to Iguain win. still... Iguain still scoring, but he's noticeably thinner. Oh, nice. Yeah, noticeably thinner, but it doesn't... I mean, even when he was fat, he was scoring. Mm-hmm. Not... But nothing to say against... Right. Iguain is just a beautiful, really good striker, so... Also, yeah. That's so all. I think that is just about... I, we got a little delayed with the podcast this time because of the AFC match and we are all kind of caught up with that, so... Next time, Ron, I think we'll be on time. Yeah, next time we should be on time. Right after the AFC Cup quarterfinal second leg game. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think it's again on a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday game, probably, yeah. after that. Hopefully, BFC can pull it off and we have another match in Bangalore. Yeah. With the fans, with the fans this time, yeah. I yeah. don't think I'll be here for that match. If the date is correct, uh, I will not be there. So, that's all we have from this episode of Injury Time. Uh, feel free to drop in your suggestions and uh, if any criticism, that is also welcome. Um, you can follow us on uh, Peter Speaking for Naveen and Sandy Ravenon for me. Uh, our Injury Time podcast has a Twitter handle on its own. It's called Injury Time IND. And also you can check us out on Facebook. Called, uh, pages called Injury Time. So that's just about it. So I hope you had fun listening to it. And uh, till next week, have stay safe and uh, love the game. Thank you.